This is I'm Not From Here with Josh on Sin Nation. Hey, yeah, that's right. My name's Josh and you are listening to I'm Not From Here, a show all about me and my move from rural WA to over here on the East Coast and experiencing everything that Melbourne has to offer. Thanks heaps for joining me tonight. It's going to be a big one. You'll hear me exploring the Andy Warhol I Weiwei exhibition at about 1am last Sunday morning at the National Gallery of Victoria. I'll speak to the NGV curator, Jane Devery, all about it. I'm also going to decide if WA or Victoria has the best coffee. And of course, I'm going to be playing some real good tunes, including stuff from Koi Child, LCD Sound System and Sticky Fingers. Right now, though, out of WA, these are some of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. This is brand new music from Stillwater Giants. It's called Montage. West Aussie boys made good. That's Stillwater Giants here on Sin Nation with new stuff. It's called Montage. That one comes to us courtesy of the Sin Music Department's Sweet 16, which features eight Aussie and eight international freshly released singles. You can check out the other 15 on syn.org, or if you really want to be on the cutting edge, check out Sunday Sweets, Sundays from 5 on Sin 90.7, and hear them all before they're posted online. Stick around. Soon you'll learn if WA or Victoria has the best coffee. Now, though, this is The Last Shadow Puppets with Aviation. You're listening to I'm Not From Here with Josh. That's Miles Kane and his mate Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys combining there to form The Last Shadow Puppets. That's Aviation from the album Everything You've Come to Expect. My name's Josh and this is I'm Not From Here on Sin Nation. Now... Moving over here to Melbourne as a proud West Australian has made me have to reassess a few things that I thought WA was just naturally the best at. One of those being coffee. Sure, at home you might have to take out a second mortgage to be able to afford it, but it was always worth it. After moving over here to Melbourne though, I reckon Melbourne might have it down pat. My WA reporter Scott Martin disagrees though. He thinks WA is definitely the best at coffee. Hi, my name is Scott Martin. I'm Josh Martin's little brother. Basically, Josh and I are very similar in so many ways that it's basically just like having another Josh over in Perth to do this corresponding job, except I'm much better than him at radio and also much better than him at speaking and also much better than him at AFL Dream Team. So basically anything that Josh has to say about Melbourne topics, I'm going to be talking about the Perth version of those topics. And today is coffee. So I've met up with a friend of mine, Andrew Holroyd, a barista here in Perth, to discuss the coffee that we just bought, about his personal tastes as well as mine, considering that he's been dealing with coffee a lot longer than I have. And Andrew, have you visited Melbourne before? No, actually, I have not visited Melbourne before. So all of these opinions on coffee is basically just stemming from your Perth experiences, correct? That's correct, yes. Alright, so you've taken a first sip. What have you got? Uh, I got a latte. Alright, tell me what you think about the latte so far. Um, this one's actually pretty good. It's a nice smooth blend. Um, the milk is really well textured and it's at a good temperature right now, so it's really good. Alright, and I'm drinking a cappuccino, bought from the same place, and I'm not particularly enjoying it so much. The, um, the chocolate on the top of the cappuccino was very incorrectly placed, where there was pretty much none on there, so I'm a little bit disappointed, but overall, actually drinking it, it's fine, and I'm enjoying it. 
just like Andrew's, we bought it at the same time, so it's good temperature. But um, Andrew, how much did you pay for this coffee? Uh, this large one was 360, but that's with a discount at the university. So originally it would have been 440, and with Gil discount it was 360. Three dollars sixty for a large latte. Would you say that's reasonable? Actually, that's a really good price for in Perth. What do you mean by in Perth? Well, the cafe I work at, we charge five bucks for a large latte. Whew. Personally, I don't think five bucks for a, cup, a large cup of coffee is exorbitant. Um, you get what you pay for. Okay, and lastly, how easy is it finding good coffee in Perth? Well, like in most places, it's pretty hit and miss. But when you find a good coffee shop, it's generally got something unique about it that you can enjoy. Um, I find that most coffee shops are centered around each other. So like you'll have the option of walking from one to the other. Uh, like where I work, there are four coffee shops along the strip. Um, over in Fremantle, you have the complete cafe strip, which has a variety of different coffees. All right, well, final verdict of the Perth coffee that we've got at the moment. I've been to Melbourne before, and I've tasted Melbourne coffee. And I think it's fine over there. I understand that it's cheaper, but over in Perth, we're paid a little bit more here, so it's not really that much of a big deal. So I think Perth wins this one, in my opinion. You know, I've had a lot more coffees in Perth than I've had in Melbourne, but I think just Perth coffee has been a little bit more tasty, a little bit more memorable. Andrew? As I said before, I've not been to Melbourne, but I have tried coffee um, in the UK, in Italy, and in the US. And all I can say is Perth coffee is, in the grand scheme of things, some of the best coffee in the world. That's my West Australian reporter slash smaller version of me, Scott Martin with his mate Andrew Holroyd there, giving their take on the WA versus Victoria coffee debate. Another thing Scott reckons WA is better at is music, and this group may just prove him right. This is the three-piece hip-hop crew Child's Play and the jazz quartet Kashikoi joining forces to form Koi Child. This track was released last year, but appears on their recently released self-titled debut produced by Tame Impala genius Kevin Parker. This one's called Black Panda, and you're on Sin Nation. Oh, yeah, it is. That's Black Panda from WA's Koi Child here on I'm Not From Here, where we're currently deciding who has the best coffee, WA or Victoria. We've just heard from our WA reporter slash my childhood housemate, Scott Martin, who thinks that WA's is better. But I took matters into my own hands. I wasn't satisfied with just trying one coffee and pretending that that represented an entire state's coffee-making ability. I went on my own coffee crawl. Here it is. All right, this is stop one on my coffee crawl today. I'm at the front of my local cafe. I've got a nice flat white in front of me. I'm very excited to give it a try. All right, here we go. That's really nice. It's, it's not too hot. I've sort of let it sit for a while. I'm not a fan of super hot coffee. And to be honest, I'm not really a fan of coffee in general, but I know there's a long-standing debate whether or not Melbourne has the best coffee in Australia, let alone against WA. So I had to check it out for myself, and this is really delicious. I would describe it as, it certainly has a hint of coffee in it, and a little bit of sugar, about half a teaspoon of sugar, because I put it in there. (laughs) 
Alright, that's the end of my first... <laughs> my first flat white, sorry about that. It was delicious. Uh, I'm very excited to head on to the next cafe to continue this coffee crawl. I'm not sure how jittery and excited I'm going to be by the end of it. I think it's going to be a lot, but I am looking forward to having the shakes. Okay, I'm at the second stop of my coffee crawl at the moment. I'm sitting on a kind of busy road. There's a few cars going past. I got myself another flat white. I got the smallest size I could, just for health reasons. Just thinking of my future heart health, to be honest. I don't want it to explode this afternoon. Alright, so I'm going to take the first sip now. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> my goodness, that's... That one's real hot. <laughs> oh my god. It's... The, the taste itself is delicious. It's very nice coffee. But I'm... Oh, there goes a truck. Gosh, they're loud. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to taste any of the other coffees on my coffee crawl because I think I've just burnt all of my taste buds off. I'll be taking the takeaway lid off this one and just let it cool down a bit before I finish it, I think. Upon removing the takeaway lid, I noticed that it says caution hot. So that's my own fault. And I think what that means is that I will not be suing this cafe. All right, my taste buds have recovered a little bit. I've waited about 15 minutes for this coffee to cool down and it's finally drinkable. Uh, it's a nice flavour, it tastes nice. I think I prefer the first one though, but the second one is about 30 cents cheaper, so you can't complain about that. Okie dokie, number three coming up. I'm down close to the train station now. There's not heaps of people around, but it's a nice chilled out sort of vibe. This is my third coffee in about oh, 50 odd minutes. I'm starting to do that thing where you bounce your leg. So I'm sure that's completely unrelated to the caffeine that's inside me at the moment. I'm about to try number three, but I learned my lesson with number two. So I'm going to let this one sit for about 10 minutes and then drink it so it's not burn my entire time off. <laughs> I'm not sure if the waitress just heard me or not, but just as I finished that last piece saying about how my tongue's about to burn off from the last coffee, uh, she just brought out a nice chilled bottle of water and a little glass cup. So. Even if I do burn my tongue, I can get some nice cold water on it straight away. Pretty sweet service. Alright, I have <laughs> let this cup of coffee sit for a little while, so I don't injure myself permanently. And I'm going to give it my first sip now. Alright. That one's that's good because it, it didn't hurt me. That's a positive right off the bat. Uh, that's really nice. It's almost like an earthy sort of flavour to that one. Oh man, that's good. Um, I reckon my standings at the moment are one, three, and two at this stage. 
Uh, but that's really nice. I think that'd be on par with anything I've had back home in WA. The earthy flavour of this one's really nice, especially for someone like me who's not hugely into coffee to begin with. Why am I doing this challenge? Okay, I'm up to my fourth coffee now in just over an hour. I think I can see through time at this stage. Things are getting really hardcore in my body at the moment. It's all very full on. I, I thought I'd splash out for this last... I think it's going to be my last coffee for my own personal health. Uh, I decided to splash out and get a chai latte because I think the thing I need at the moment is sugar for a bit of an energy hit because I'm really starting to... To slow down at the moment after <laughs> three coffees in an hour. <sighs> Alright, let's get into it. Okay, that one's that one's really nice. It's very sweet, which I am all about. I do love sweet things. Uh, I think the flavours are a little bit lost on my tongue at the moment because of coffee too, which completely burnt any sort of taste buds I have on my tongue <laughs> completely down to the ground. But uh, it's nice. It's very delicious. Is it as good as WA chai lattes? I reckon it's pretty good. It's definitely up there. <laughs> okay, I've just finished my fourth coffee. I am walking around my suburb very sprightly. Sprightly? I'm walking fast. That's what I'm trying to say, I think. Gosh, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm hallucinating. I'm seeing things that aren't there. I'm seeing through time. I'm seeing a lot of things. Uh, but it's fine. I had a lot of coffees. It was great. They were all very delicious. I feel like I'm talking fast. Am I talking fast? I don't know why that would be. They're all good. They're all better than WA. Melbourne's won this one. Uh, I'm going to go and run really, very fast for a long time. Bye. I reckon I'm still riding that caffeine wave, if I'm being honest, that was a real intense afternoon, but yeah, it is hard to go past some delicious Melbourne coffee, and even harder going past not paying five bucks for it, so Victoria has definitely won this week's WA versus Victoria coffee challenge. This next song is about a place that enjoys their coffee. This is LCD Sound System with New York, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down. This is I'm Not From Here. New York, I love you. But you're bringing me down And you're listening to Sin Nation, my name's Josh New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down That's LCD Sound System here on I'm Not From Here Where I, Josh, a rural West Australian emigrant Tries to experience everything that Melbourne has to offer And boy, did Melbourne have something to offer on Saturday night the National Gallery of Victoria was open for 24 hours as the Andy Warhol I Weiwei exhibition entered its final days. And this sounded like way too cool an opportunity to pass up. So I headed out to the gallery Saturday night and I got home on Sunday morning. Okay, it is about a quarter to 12 on Saturday the 23rd of April. I've just left my house. It's pretty cold. I'm walking to the train station to catch a train to go and see the Andy Warhol Eye Weiwei exhibit. A cat just jumped out in front of me on the road, a friendly little cat. 
He won't be coming with me though. I've got a Velvet Underground album ready to play once I get on the train. This should be good. I've just left Flinders Street Station. I'm walking over the Prince's Bridge. I think it's the Prince's Bridge. I don't know. I'm not from here. I can see the MCG. I can see the big purple light in the sky for Prince. I think I'm above the Yarra. I'm above some river. Okay, I'm walking past Hamer Hall now. I don't think it's too far away from the National Gallery of Victoria. It's so cold. I'm going to really struggle when winter actually hits. Listening to the Velvet Underground and the way he has really got me hyped up and a lady just walked past with her Iwayway bag, so I'm pretty excited. Okay, I'm sitting at the front of the NGV. If I fell back now, I'd be falling into water. I'm about to go into the Weiwei and Warhol exhibition, and I'm pretty bloody excited. It is 12.30 in the morning. There is genuinely hundreds of people in this art gallery. This is amazing. We've never seen anything like it before. I had heard about this one. This is Weiwei's bird balloons. There are red and gold balloons in bird shapes, and people are invited to go inside this room and hit them around. Gently, of course, because it's art. I'm chilling out in a dark room. There are big couches on the floor to lay on to relax. There's images being projected onto the walls. There's a mirror ball right in the middle. There's music. This is so weird, but so cool. I'm in a multimedia room at the moment. One side's Warhol, the other's Weiwei. There'd have to be hundreds of hours of video here to watch. It's 1.30 in the morning, so I've watched about five minutes of each. It's probably enough for me. Okay, it is two o'clock in the morning. It is the 24th of April. I'm sitting in the middle of the National Gallery of Victoria. I'm in a photo booth. I've shut the silver screen. There is an animated cat talking to me. I'm not 100% sure of what's going on. It's posing. It's showing me how to pose. Cat, I am very good looking. I know how to pose. Don't worry about that. Dear, this is just bizarre. Okay, the cat's telling me it's my turn and I need to press start, so I'm doing that now. The cat's telling me I need to do big cheesy smiles, which is all I'm good at, so I'm happy to do that. Cheese! Now it's ready to do duck face. Well, I can do that for sure. Mmm. Work it. Mmm. Laugh out loud. Well, I am constantly laughing out loud. This is so strange. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> act surprised. I don't need to really act surprised. I'm this, is, this is surprising enough as it is, cat. Gosh, this is strange. Okay. The cat's telling me I look fabulous, which I didn't really need the cat to tell me. I know that. 
I know that for sure. My portrait is about to come to life. Oh my gosh, now my, my pictures are moving and dancing everywhere. They're all different colours, it's very annual whole pop art style. It's just bizarre. Gosh, I look good though. This is so cool. I don't understand what's going on, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I'm going to post these pictures up on I'm Not From Here FM on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere where people can see it, to be honest, because I look really good and people need, people really need to see this. Okay, it is about quarter past two in the morning on, oh, what day is it? I don't, I don't even know what day it is, to be quite honest. It is Sunday, I think. Um, it's quarter past two in the morning, give me a break. I'm out the front of the National Gallery of Victoria again. After just seeing the Warhol Weiwei exhibition, it is genuinely fantastic. I had a great time and I'm very much looking forward to finding out a little bit more about it. I reckon a bit of delirium was kicking in towards the end there, but that was just so much fun. That was me experiencing something really cool that Melbourne has to offer, the Andy Warhol Eye Weiwei exhibition over the weekend. It's unfortunately finished now, but don't stress because I've got a couple of really cool things coming up. Number one is after this, I'll be talking to Jane Devery, who is one of the curators at the NGV. And number two is this next song. It's from the Velvet Underground and Nico, an album Andy Warhol produced and created the iconic banana cover art for. This is Heroin, a phenomenal song. I'll catch you on the flip side. This is I'm Not From Here on Sin Nation. My name's Josh. That is such a genius song. That's the Andy Warhol-produced heroine from the Velvet Underground. And we're talking Warhol and Ai Weiwei at the National Gallery of Victoria at the moment. And I was lucky enough to sit down with NGV curator Jane Devery yesterday to discuss the NGV and the big exhibit. I'll let Jane kick us off. My name's Jane Devery. I'm curator of contemporary art here at the NGV. And um, we're a team of four, a senior curator and another curator and an assistant curator. And we're responsible for exhibitions and the collection development from 1980s to the present. So the term contemporary can mean things in different places. But for us, we kind of start from 1980 and come right up to what's happening right now. So that's kind of my job. So we work on exhibitions, but also look work on the collection because the NGV has a fantastic collection. I asked Jane to introduce me to the NGV and to talk about how it came about. Yes, yeah, so the National Gallery of Victoria is the oldest public institution in the country. That's why it's called the National Gallery, which is a bit confusing for some people. It's a state collection now, but it was actually formed when Melbourne was the capital of Australia before Federation in the 1850s. So as a result, it's also the largest collection in the country. And I think the largest collection of certainly old masters in the Southern Hemisphere or one of the most important collections at least. So it has this incredible wealth of history. And one of the great things is that it has always collected the art of the time. So contemporary art's always been part of its kind of remit. So to be in that department where we're looking at what's happening in the world, you know, not only in Melbourne but also internationally is kind of really exciting part of the job is, is to kind of continue collecting and adding to this really esteemed, rich collection. 
being an ignorant West Australian when I arrived here, I didn't understand why the NGV was called the National Gallery of Victoria. It seemed like a bit of an oxymoron to me. So this really blew my mind to hear Jane explain why it was called the NGV. I think it does confuse people between, obviously, the National Gallery in Canberra is kind of the national collection now, but um, we're just hanging on to the title. (laughs) I asked Jane to explain what she believed the role of the NGV is and to tell me a little bit about the history of the place. Yeah, so the NGV plays a really important role in the cultural life of Melbourne. Um, It's a place that we encourage all kind of ages to access. One of our main purposes is to make the art available to people, so it's not just about collecting and having it stored away, it's actually about interpreting it and publishing it and researching and making it available for everyone to kind of enjoy. So that's a major kind of philosophy of the place, I suppose. And yeah, I think it has a really special place in the hearts of lots of Melburnians. Um, A lot of people come here as children and engage with the water wall on St Kilda Road and it's kind of people have these really amazing early experiences also with the Great Hall and the the ceiling, Leonard French stained glass ceiling. It's kind of for a lot of people there's kind of an emotional attachment to the place from early age but we're really obviously really keen to also broaden our audiences too and to open up the place to people like you who have come from interstate or people who have come from other countries and have settled in Melbourne so and we want our programming and collection kind of to reflect those kind of changes in the city as well and in the world I guess so we are really conscious of collecting very broadly and just continually kind of revising what it is that you know particularly with contemporary art trying to capture the zeitgeist in some way I suppose and have our programming and collection reflect what's going on out there in the world. Jane describing the NGV's emphasis on accessibility got me wondering, was this the reason why the Warhol Weiwei exhibition was open for 24 hours on Saturday night? That's right. I mean, we do lots of things. I mean, not so long ago in history, you used to have to pay to get into the NGV. So that was something that, you know, we abolished a little while ago. In more recent time, we've opened seven days a week. We used to close on kind of Mondays and Tuesdays in different the two different buildings. But so it's all about kind of making it more accessible. And, and as you say, when we have the big blockbuster exhibitions like the Warhol Weiwei show that's just closed, yeah, we do these 24-hour nights, which is really fun, but also just to making it, yeah, as accessible as possible to as many people as possible. I asked Jane to explain how the Warhol Weiwei exhibition came about. And why were those two people put together? Yes, so the exhibition was about three years in development in the making. Um, Big shows like this take a lot of lead time. There are about 300 works involved and quite a number of new works made by Weiwei. So those things take time. It was a collaboration, a three-way collaboration between the NGV, the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh and Weiwei's studio. And in fact, my former colleague, Max Delaney, who's now left recently to become director of ACCA, the Australian Centre for Contemporary Art, he was the main curator at the NGV. And he conceived of the idea, along with um, Nicholas Chambers, who is also Australian but was curator at the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh at the time when the exhibition was conceived, along with um, Eric Shiner, who's the director of Andy Warhol Museum. So it was quite a brilliant concept to pair these two artists together. I don't think it had been done before. So there's obviously lots of parallels between the two artists, which the exhibition explored, but also they're very different, of course, as well. So looking at the differences, I mean, obviously different generations, different cultural backgrounds, um, but I think, yeah, it's quite an inspired pairing to bring those two together. Now, I loved this exhibition, but I wanted to hear how the general public had been responding. It's been 
I believe, we haven't released the figures yet, but I believe it's been the most successful ticketed exhibition that we've ever staged at the NGV. So, you know, certainly it's been very, very busy, and which is great. We just love to see people in here yeah. really engaging with it. So, And not just the regular gallery goers, it's kind of broadened our audiences a little bit. Well, more than a little bit, I should say. We've had, as you mentioned, a dedicated kind of kids section of the exhibition, and that's been a real emphasis of the gallery in recent years, is to encourage families and kids to engage. But also we do a really extensive public program um, Friday nights. Often we have bands and amazing talks and symposia and also education programs as well. So we've been doing quite extensive programs for VCE students and university students and others. So... And the feedback we've been getting is that it's been, yeah, really great. People have really enjoyed it and certainly there's been a lot of queues in the last week, people queuing up to see it, so that's always a good sign. Now that the Warhol Weiwei exhibition is unfortunately finished, I asked Jane, what's next for the NGV? So the next big exhibition is opening in this, this winter, so not so long away, in a month or two, is a big exhibition of um, Edgar Degas, who was an Impressionist artist, famously did beautiful pastels and paintings of ballerinas and so on. So quite uh, probably appeal to a slightly different audience to the uh, Andy Warhol way way. But it should be a really stunning exhibition. In terms of contemporary art, I'm personally looking after a project that's going to be on at the same time as the Degas show, which is a, a new contemporary art commission for Federation Court, which is the arrival entrance here at NGVI. And that's a major mirrored kind of labyrinth installation by an artist called Jeppe Hine, who's Danish but based in Berlin. So that's going to be quite spectacular and all, I think interact with the architecture in quite interesting ways and, and kind of immerse the viewer in a way that will be quite magical, I hope. Yeah, that's Jane Devery, a contemporary art curator at the National Gallery of Victoria, talking with me about the NGV itself, and more specifically, the recent Andy Warhol Eye Weiwei exhibition. Thanks so much for your time, Jane. Coming up now, I've got something from Sticky Fingers. This is Outcast at Last. You're listening to Sin Nation, and this is I'm Not From Here. That's Sticky Fingers, Outcast at Last, here on I'm Not From Here, where we've just about run out of time. We've had a real big one tonight, though. We discovered that Victoria has better coffee than WA. We heard me absolutely delirious at the NGV's Warhol Weiwei exhibition. And we spoke to Jane Devery, a contemporary art curator at the NGV as well. Check me out on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. They're all dot com slash I'm not from here FM to see pictures of all of my adventures. And I'm working out setting up a podcast on syn.org. So just search for I'm not from here on there. Thanks heaps for hanging out tonight. It was real good fun. I'm going to leave you with one of my favourite songs ever right now. This is Love Will Tear Us Apart from Joy Division. You're very welcome. Have a good one. Catch you next week. 